0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Keep It At PC. This is episode 14 of season 2. I am Patrick, joined today by Cole and LT. We got a lot to get into. We got NBA playoffs. We got the Ryan Garcia-Tank Davis fight. We'll talk about a little bit about the MLB season, how it's taken shape. But we'll get right into the playoffs because LT, this was a great fucking uh, little weekend we had here. Oh, for yeah. Locker basketball. They again. came back to the garden after a humiliating loss in game two. Dominated game three. It wasn't even close. Cavs didn't even look like they belonged. Uh, and then game four was a really great game. Because, like, a couple years ago, you think, a couple years ago in the playoffs, that team is losing that game. Because they have a great first half. They completely collapsed in the third quarter because Julius Randle doesn't know how to play basketball. and, and But Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett of all people, comes out of the woodwork and, you know, saves that game. Now they're up 3-1 heading back to Cleveland. The Cleveland offense just looks absolutely lost, have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Can't hit an open shot to save their life. I mean, you could compliment the Knicks defense, but they had a lot of open shots that they just did not make. Um, So, LT, what what was your gauge? Now they're up 3-1, one game from advancing the second round.
1: Yeah, I mean they've been playing great, obviously, but uh, I think it's it's kind of cliche to say that the Garden crowd helped them win, but I think it's really true. Um, the Cavs had a lot of sh- open shots, and I just feel like the fact that they're at Madison Square, everybody's rooting for the Knicks. Everybody's saying "fuck" Donovan Mitchell. Even Trey Young was catching some strays when I was there. He's not even playing. Um, the crowd was absolutely electric. Uh, you really like. There's nothing like the Knicks in the playoffs, especially with the atmosphere. There was never a doubt in my mind that they were going to lose the game that I went to. They won by, I think it was 99-79, something like that. Um, Great game. And then, uh, of course, uh, the past game, a little closer, but uh, Jalen Brunson, you know, it was closing time. He knew exactly what he had to do. And I really think that the the Garden crowd kind of not helped Julius Randle's struggles, but Hope the Knicks as a team kind of come together and get that win without Julius Randle having to drop 40 points, 30 points, whatever he had to do. Um, RJ Barrett stepped up, like you said. Um, Mitchell Robinson's been playing excellent defense, by the way. That goes without saying, but man, he's got to get a shout out too. Uh Isaiah Hartenstein, incredible incredible interior defense. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if they can win going back to Cleveland. They might have to take game six. In my opinion, I think will go six games, but uh, I'd love to see it in five.
0: Well, yeah. I, I mean, Cole, if you want to add anything, you can come back to it. But like, I mean, my original prediction was Cav, uh, Nixon six. So, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm right in line here. I think, you know, there's a possibility we win in Cleveland, but I don't see yeah. them playing this bad three times in a row. Um, Cause they're still a decent team, but it's just, and I think you're, I think you're right. I think the guard, like home court advantage can, can I, I think can get a little overrated sometimes. Oh, uh, there's no way they beat them at home. It's you know, their home court there But like when it, when somebody something is that loud all the time, the entire game, you saw it with Donovan Mitchell. Couldn't hit a fucking shot. He was sloppy turnovers. Like this is not how this guy plays normally. And you know, everyone has a bad game, but this was two back-to-back games at the garden where he just did not play well. Yeah, he just look he didn't look like himself. So I think like, you know, especially free throws, they miss a lot of free throws. So definitely the garden crowd. Got in their head, but RJ Barrett, t- two 20 point games. I He's mean, see what up. happens when he return when he fucking attacks the rim and doesn't do some stupid step back three, like he can't because you RJ, bro, you're not a shooter. Go to the fucking rim, you are so good at attacking the rim. And they let him use his left hand every fucking time, and he scored every fucking time. So it's like, why don't you just do that a little more? Because when RJ is playing well and <clears throat> Not, not even mention the fact that Julius was, has been fucking garbage the entire series that he didn't even play our only all-star on the roster. Didn't even play in the fourth quarter <laughs> of like a one point game. I mean, it's, it's, it, that's how bad he was. And it's like, I love that. I was, I was about to kill Thibs if he brought him back in, in the fourth quarter, because I was like, I get it. He's a star player. I get it. He, he should be in this moment, but the way he's playing, he doesn't deserve it. Obi Toppin was hustling for rebounds. Josh Hart was getting, he got two, very clutch offensive rebounds in the last like two minutes of the game. So I mean these guys are out here playing well. Why are you gonna put in a guy that's not playing well just because he's a star? And so I like that he left him on the bench. But uh yeah. Cole, you say anything. Yeah, uh
2: I I'm I don't wanna kinda rain on your guys' parade here, but I am a little bit worried about the Knicks moving forward, even if they win this series. Julius playing this bad scares me against every other team in the East. Like I don't know. Will that slide against the Celtics or the Heat or the Bucks if they make it through? I, I don't know. I don't think it does. And let's be honest, the, the Cavs have played poorly, and I don't think that's all because of the Knicks' defense. I think what's kind of been, they've been off not only missing open shots, but they have a lot of guys that are either play defense and don't give you anything on offense or can shoot and give you nothing defensively. So I think I was higher on Cleveland than I should have been. I originally had them winning the series in six. I thought they were a much more well-put-together team. But I think what's come to what's come to light is that they, they still have holes on their team. And the Knicks have taken advantage of that. Jalen Brunson has looked like the best player in the series. Honestly, one of the best players in the Eastern Conference right now is Jalen Brunson. And I, I was clowning on them for that being their get of the offseason, Jalen Brunson. I, I'm taking back everything I said. He's looked like a true star point guard for the New York Knicks. He's going to be their guy going forward. And uh, I think it's... I'm concerned because of Julius, and I don't really trust them past this series much. But if I'm the Knicks, it's looking up from here. It's looking bright. RJ, like Pat said, was huge that he starts attacking the basket. He needs to play that way all the time, though. We can't just have these two nights where he attacks the basket, and then the next night... He wants to start taking all these step-back threes and being, being fancy and shit. So I, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit skeptical of them going forward this playoff run, but in the future, I like what they're building towards.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I speak for a lot of sensible Knicks fans, um, you know, realistic Knicks fans. When uh, going into the playoffs, all I wanted was this, this, this series. I wanted them to win a series in the playoffs, go to the second round for the first time in 10 years, um, whether they play the heat who are, we'll talk about in a second, who are up three to one right now over the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks, um, whether they play the heat or the Bucks or whatever, whether they go to the Eastern conference finals, you know, we're getting, we're getting into the territory where we're talking about if bots maybes, right. which I don't like to do a lot. So, I mean, first of all, win this series, it's not over yet. Win the series. If anyone, if anyone was to blow a three-one lead, it would be the Knicks. <laughs> oh no! So I mean, just win the series. Win the series. Don't give me a don't give me a heart attack. If you don't win on Friday, if you don't win on Game Five, I'll be fine. If you don't win Game Six, I'll be fucking sweating. I'll be sweating. would be. I am gonna be sweating. It would
2: be poetic.
0: Be <laughs> would be poetic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Jimmy Butler and oh, the Heat this guy had one of the most efficient. Like, unbelievable performances I've ever seen in the playoffs. 56 points against the Bucs in game four. Miami takes both at home. They're up three to one. Yes, I'll take
1: Jimmy Butler. Has such an inept ability, like, to know exactly when people are starting to be like, I don't know if Jimmy Butler's as good as he used to be. And then he just shows up and does something like this. I mean, he is so good at basketball. And sometimes he just waits to remind mm. people almost. And um, I want to hit on that. He's proven it against Milwaukee. I want to hit on that. And,
2: yeah. So Go ahead. I, I said this at the Pat before the show, and Jimmy Butler has zero 40-point games in the regular season as a Miami Heat player. In the exactly. playoffs, he has seven. He He's the ultimate example of I can play this way during the regular season and win, not gas myself out. I'm I'm good enough. The team's good enough. I can be a distributor. I don't have to go out there and score 40 every night for us to win. He's going to play make. He's going to play defense. He's going to do the scrappy work in the regular season, rest up for the playoffs. And then when it comes playoff time, he's going to do everything. He's going to give you 40. He's going to play defense. He's going to distribute. He's unselfish. He takes the right shots. He makes big shots. He's not a great three-point shooter. But how many times have we seen in playoff runs, Jimmy hit a clutch three when he needs to? It's it's uncanny the 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 big shots he makes. I, I, I'm gonna say this he he continues to be one of the most underrated players right now and of all time. He is he has put together some ungodly performances in the postseason. The bubble, um, I mean, he was ridiculous. He's he he nearly beat. He gave uh, LeBron and AD a a big 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 run for that championship. And I mean, if they went right. Was that a six-game series? Six-game series, but I I mean, if you remember, like Jimmy. Oh oh, hell yeah! Yeah, like Jimmy made that seem like it was like Game Seven every game. Like he played his heart out, and he's had some ridiculous postseason performances that I think, honestly, like when you think about, if you start thinking about who you want to take in the league to to build a franchise around, Jimmy's got to be at the top of the list and towards the top of the list simply off the fact that when it comes to playoff time, you know what you're going to get. This guy's a a monster in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not a guarantee for your star player. Like, you're far from a guarantee that your star player even plays up to their standard in the playoffs. You know, playoff P over the years has had some dreadful performances. Like, ju- you see it with Julius Randle right now, where he doesn't even look like a, a fucking a semblance of what he is. Normally in the regular season, but it's it's I, I I don't know if it's rare, but it's like it's like those special guys that elevate their game in the playoffs. It's really see Baller it to one this degree guys where he just where he just takes it to an entirely different level. We were like, holy fucking shit! Like some of the shots he was making, he had that one three pointer I think it was one ten one oh seven. He ties the game or whatever. Oh no, he's 108-110. He takes the lead with the three pointer, then he comes back, does like a step back. Another three, which is later called a two. But it's like, dude, this guy is just like, nobody's even asking. Nobody's looking for the ball. Nobody's trying to get open. It's just let Jimmy fucking cook right now and we'll be fine. Mm. It's like, it was unbelievable to watch. Jimmy cooks. I mean, that's a great
2: nickname. I saw that somewhere.
1: Um, I'm going to start calling him that. That's Jimmy cooks, right? Tell me
2: if I'm wrong. But when I watch him in the playoffs, it's, it's a little bit, it reminds me of like, it's like a mix of, Kobe and LeBron, obviously not as good as either one of them, but a mix of their games in terms of, he's going to be like the point forward, like LeBron, but he's also that killer shot maker in the mid range, like Kobe is, it's, it, and, and plays the defense, he'll take the other team's best player on the other end, it's like, you're get. it's hard for me not to say, like, other than LeBron in the playoffs, the next guy that you'd go to, Maybe other than KD too, uh, we'll take KD and, and LeBron out of it. It's just not hard like got to say Kawhi Jimmy.
0: Leonard.
1: You got Kawhi. I don't Leonard want to hear about Kawhi Leonard, Leonard
2: until he plays more than three games in a row. I, I really don't. I'm sorry, I just don't. No, or, or until <laughs> he sells his 1987 uh, Ford Excapade or whatever the fuck. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Wait, okay, but, but let's talk about let's sorry. talk about the <laughs> other side, which is let's talk about the other side, which is the number one seed, wow. Milwaukee Bucks. Who now find themselves a game away from elimination? The last time an eight seed beat a one seed, I think it was twenty eleven, when the uh, somebody beat the Gri- Grizzlies beat somebody, or somebody beat the Grizzlies. I forget, but it was like you know, it was, I think it was ten, twelve years ago. Now, was it the oh, was, I was it the, I was the, the Warriors? I think Grizzlies. I believe it was the Warriors.
2: Number. We need a stats guy. It was like it was like twenty twelve Warriors, right?
1: Yeah, no Lucas Drake tonight, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, okay. They were they were the eighth seed. The Grizzlies were the eighth seed. They beat the number one seed Spurs. So that was the last oh, time an eighth seed beat a number one seed. So, but I mean, would I be shocked if and we could talk about Giannis who just doesn't look like himself. Clearly not healthy. He needed an IV fluid trying, the game. <laughs> but is at least trying to play these games yeah, unlike right. um Mr. Leonard. I mean, he's at least trying. He's, you know, he's going out there injured, which I, you know, I commemorate any star for doing. You drive in the playoffs. Listen, you drive a, it, you drive a matters, broken
2: down car. Your body's going to be a little
0: broke down too. So, <laughs> Bottom line is, bottom line is, this is a huge series, not only for the Eastern mm. Conference, but also for the Knicks, because I think they would, obviously, without Giannis, maybe they have a chance to beat the Bucs, but they have a much better chance to beat the Heat in a seven-game series than the Bucs. Can you see? Can you see the Bucks coming down, coming back from three to one?
2: No, no. Jimmy's not letting that happen, bro. It's just—it's not. Yeah,
0: man,
1: it's—it's it's impossible to say yes to oh, that. Or sorry,
2: it's, it's bad.
1: how good, <laughs> It's impossible to say yes to that just because of how good Jimmy Butler's been. I mean, like you can't bet against him at this point. I was also going to say, um, if the Heat advance, it's the best scenario, case scenario for the Knicks because. They were so good against them during the regular season, and I really like their chances against the Heat. And obviously the Bucks, I mean, such a powerhouse in the East. If they go down, it's literally anybody can take it this year. So I'll definitely be I'll be 100% on that Knicks bandwagon if the Heat advance.
2: Uh, it's hard, it's hard yeah. for me to see uh, Jimmy letting that happen. And I, the East is so <laughs> wide open. I honestly want to go out on a limb and pick the Heat to win the East. Um, because I'm really not a believer in the Knicks or Celtics and the Sixers. I was a believer in, but Embiid's not healthy right now. Same thing with Giannis and the Bucks. It's like, well, what? what am I left with then? Other than the Heat? I'm a big Jimmy fan, so fuck it. Why not? Why not go with the? Why not go with the Heat?
1: It kind of sounds crazy, but I mean he's done it before, like in the bubble. Like Jimmy Butler single handedly pretty much brought that team to the finals. Obviously you got bam and let's be honest, teams.
2: they're not an eight seed on paper. Yeah. Even like even on paper, they're no. not an eight seed. Like they, they I mean that, that, team
0: went, that team went to the conference finals last And year. it's
2: basically the same team. Yeah. <laughs> like so yeah, I mean yeah. I like
0: the heat. Well, let's shift over to the West let's shift over to the Western Conference because we have the Lakers up three to one games against the Memphis Grizzlies. This this My has king. been a fun this has been a fun series. There's been a lot of discussion, not even about on the court stuff. A lot about Dylan Brooks and what he's been saying about LeBron, and it's 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 a bit of a a bit of a spicy series. But we had a classic LeBron, um, clutch playoff moment uh, in Game Four where he, you know, that and one in overtime was was pretty clutch on. On Dylan Brooks, so Dylan Cole. Brooks. I mean, you're a little, you're you're, you're a LeBron guy here. Dylan
2: Brooks, bro, get your dumb ass, yeah. get your trash. Ass. If I was the Grizzlies GM, I'd cut him tomorrow. I'm not even kidding. Get out. What is he, Dylan Brooks? I saw I, I saw, saw, stat, fuck I saw stat. He's like tied to, for second to last in field goal percentage in these playoffs. Tied for last in three point percentage. What is he out there for? He got. He's out there for like dirty work and defense. LeBron just out dirty worked and defense too. He 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 LeBron is is so great. He just out Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks. Like, like he played his own game and beat him at it. He got the game-winning bucket on him. He got 20 rebounds, which he's never done before. He said, I'm gonna get my first 20-piece nugget on you, Dylan Brooks. The first of my 75-year career. I'm getting my 20-piece nugget on you, Dylan. And, I, and I'm going to score the game-winning bucket on you. And you're going to sit your little ass down. Oh, It's, it's, it's poetic. It's poetic. It, it is a beautiful thing. I, 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 it, as a LeBron fan, it makes me proud. It makes me proud that Bron Bron would do something like this on such a stage. And I'm going to remember all the people that said the Lakers wouldn't even make the playoffs.
0: Yeah,
1: they had a lot of doubters this year, but like let's talk about let's talk about Villain Brooks for a second here. Uh, like the longhorn long tigers are calling your name, Villain. They are calling your name.
2: You better speak Chinese. I'm not even kidding though. If I was the Grizzlies GM, I'd consider m- moving on from him. Like he he puts a target <laughs> on their back they already, that they don't want. They were looking to get rid of him at There's the really trade <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're, yeah, they're already, at this <laughs> point who place? wants him? I'd cut him. I'm not even kidding. Like I really would. He
1: he he reminds me of somebody like Ben Simmons. He's just like nobody. I don't see why anyone would trade for him or really want him, He's, especially after getting so embarrassed like how he did. There's never been another moment like this, I feel like, in NBA history where somebody just got humbled so badly in the span of like three days. He may,
2: when did he call LeBron old? Like a week? Oh, like literally a week? Ago, you, you know it's bad when Skip Bayless got on got on undisputed and started being like, he can't talk about LeBron. Like, yeah, this Skip. English. He made he made Skip Bay Dylan Brooks is the hero we didn't even know we needed. He made Skip Bayless say something nice about LeBron. I mean, we've been waiting for this for how many years? And it takes Dylan yeah. Brooks saying that LeBron's old for Skip Bayless to say something nice. I, I oh my god, it's a, it's a beautiful moment. As a
0: LeBron fan, it, it brings me joy. It really does. I'm not even gonna lie. <clears throat> I'm not even gonna lie. I think I think it's f- so fucking funny though. <laughs> it is. <laughs> he takes himself. He takes himself so seriously. It would be one thing if he was trolling, but everything he says is one hundred percent sincere. That fake. That fake. Like, fight. Fake tough guy act he's got going on. It's the funniest fucking shit of all time. He keeps like, saying.
2: I, he keeps like, saying the media made me a villain. No, they didn't. No one gave a fuck about you until you started talking like this. Now. In th- I didn't hear about him until this year. You, Nobody even also, knew who
1: Dylan Brooks was until he started opening his like, mouth.
2: He wouldn't be a villain if he wasn't ass. Nobody wants to make a villain on the Memphis Grizzlies, bro. What are you <laughs> no, you, you made yourself a villain. No
1: one <laughs> I mean, John Morant John Moran's already a big enough villain. Why do you need another one? I mean, we're full the Grizzlies are already full of so many being people. made a villain, being one.
2: made a villain, is like LeBron when he went to Heat or KD when he went to the Warriors. It's not fucking Dylan Brooks talking shit <laughs> post game. Like what? Who do you think you are? 12, Twelve points, Brooks. You got to be a hero first to become a villain, bro. Like you, like come on. <laughs> Ain't nobody made you a villain. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> and then he had the audacity to say he's not talking to the media after
0: the game. What? <laughs> <laughs> now, now yeah, he was, no, shut up. when you when oh. you when you trash talk that much oh. and you play like fucking ass and then you don't go talk to the media about how bad you played, what a fucking pansy! I swear oh to God, my God!
2: Every time I see Dylan Brooks talk shit after a game and then I look at his I look at his stats after the game, it's always like two of thirteen from three, five of eighteen from the field, and he was like a minus eight. <laughs> like, bro,
1: shut up. <laughs> Oh, I Hope he learned his lesson, man. I mean, 11
2: oh, like 11 points in 42 minutes, a minus 6 and like what?
0: Steven play. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh. All right, let's let's switch gears. Let's switch gears to a big fight that happened this weekend. Um Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Garcia was knocked out in the 7th round, LT. <laughs> you, have some, you have some strong feelings about this. I really
1: do. Hit me. Um I feel like boxing is a dying sport. Like, here's my reasoning. It's not just because of this fight, obviously, it's been brewing for a while. But there's just, you see Ryan Garcia lose to a a gut punch. I'm not arguing anything like that. Sure, it hurt him. He went down for 10. But you have combat sports now, like UFC, right? There wasn't UFC in the 80s when all these big boxing names were fighting boxing was that number one you're the big dog you're the man sport but now boxing's not that sport anymore it's the second toughest sport because now you have ufc and i mean unless it's tyson fury fighting and boxing i'm not interested any in it anymore i mean i watched i watched the fight obviously garcia and tank but like i was so underwhelmed by that ending And I am 100% sure you will never see a fight go like that in the UFC. So, like, I mean, what's the point of watching boxing if you want to see people fight whatever? But you got UFC right there. Much better form of entertainment, in my opinion. It's getting so much more money, and boxing's going down the drain. So, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that.
2: I I agree with, honestly, everything you just said. But boxing, I feel like the big names... Are the only thing saving it? As soon as people like flo- after Floyd stopped fighting, it became like okay, there was the there was, a, who's there the, was the Tyson and Wilder fights. That's over. It's like now you got you got Tank Davis, who's the face I would say now of of boxing, and uh, you know you know at least he's the young face of a, boxing because Tyson. Yeah.
1: Still got the yeah, but I don't
2: think is Fury even still fighting. Like, really? He's got
1: a fight with uh, Ruiz coming oh, yeah. up. That fat Mexican guy. I actually might tune
2: into that. Uh,
0: kind I of mean, a little. You, you still article. have, you know, you still have Anthony Joshua, even though he's fallen off. But immensely. the, the what, difference. Was, was, he was supposed, what he you
2: supposed to be? The difference between UFC know. and boxing is that people are way more likely to watch like two unknown UFC fighters fight than two unknown boxers fight.
1: That's what I'm it, saying. It's, it's so just bad, like so it's so that new, it's that new craze, man. I mean, it's obviously it's been popular since the early 2000s. Just starting to become mainstream, though. Like ESPN and sports like that, or companies like that covering it. But I mean, you got Tyson Fury in boxing, right? Obviously, Tank Davis. Now he's a big name. I can't knock him for that. Great win by him, obviously. But it's sad to say that boxing- Jake Paul is
2: legitimately one of the faces of boxing right now
1: exactly man that's all you have to say to really make my argument here um but I, where's where's Garcia gonna go after this I mean is anyone
2: gonna care about him I really doubt it he's it's gonna I, be less not, like, interesting wrote, it's gonna be less interesting until he takes until him and Davis fighting again.
1: that's I just guess, the way it's like go. it's uh, like he went out in such a bad way and you don't see ending like endings like that in UFC. I don't know if it's the people are tougher. Maybe I'm not trying to make that uh, argument, obviously. But like maybe because I've uh, seen body shots in the UFC much more brutal than the shot that Garcia took.
0: I mean, LT, you keep saying it's it's not a brutal shot. It, I mean, it, it's like what they call in the in the sport of boxing, which is the phantom punch, where it, it doesn't look very it doesn't look very tough. It doesn't look very, but it's the perfect placement where it hits him right in the liver. And it's that it hits a nerve where, it, like that's, he wanted obviously Garcia wanted to get up. He's yeah. he's not going to just take a fucking knee and let, unless let's want to see the fights rigged or whatever. But I don't believe that. I I mean, he's not going to just take a knee and lose the fight. He obviously had a serious. It was just the right spot, right? I was actually I was very much enjoying the fight. I thought it was a great fight until I, I agree it was anticlimactic, but. I enjoyed the fight, and I would most definitely watch a rematch of those two. I thought it was, it was interesting. I thought Garcia is, like, fat, you know, he's taller, faster, but, you know, uh, Davis is smarter in the ring. He's got more IQ. I, I just think, I don't know. For me, I like, I like boxing personally more than UFC. Yeah. I do like watching UFC. But nothing, I don't think anything, now that McGregor's not there, I don't think any, any me- mega... UFC fight, like I mean, they just had John Jones fight, and I it didn't really have the same feel as as like a a Tyson Fury fight.
1: John Zarr- not- Jones like, um, some Gon. I mean, no, not to him, but he I know,
2: might,
1: I when know. He fight, yeah, when he fights. CJ, that's gonna be more money than any boxing event this entire year. But that's like I I, 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 think, I, I
2: feel s- like the top of boxing is going to draw more interest than the top top of UFC. But the, it's just UFC it's cool, as a whole. Man. I think boxing's over. I don't I
0: think, it's think it's over. No, it's hundred. It's not. It's not over. I think it's over. I mean, UFC. Everything UFC. all walked in there. It's it's been done to me. It, I I disagree. I I think if they 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 this is like the transition period where the guy the great boxes are older and you have to let younger boxes like Garcia and Davis or, or whatever yeah. kind of establish themselves and become megastars and then you have these these huge fights or so the trilogies or whatever. UFC fight- for me for you for me UFC is not. UFC fights are never uh, like a, a big boxing fight that's hyped over months is never gonna is always gonna be bigger than a UFC fight for me because UFC is like every other fucking every other every fucking weekend there's a fucking there's a main title card fight for this thing and this thing and this thing and it's like okay but it, it's it's like I don't know it's like when I, when you have a boxing fight that's like oh this sits in August and there's like months of months of hype around it like I, to me that's just a bigger deal like whether you prefer UFC or boxing or whatever I don't think it matters I think UFC is a probably a more successful business at this point like a more easily recognizable brand than like the wbc or whatever but like i don't know i I think i would i would rather watch like a rematch of this fight than say i don't know like a a huge ufc fight but that's just me i don't know
2: but pat i kind of want to hit on something in terms of like it being a transition period and you have to let people establish themselves it's also just like this is the problem with sports in general it's like the more history that you have to fight against, I say fight in like in terms of like the more history there is, the harder it is for people to establish themselves as stars, the more it takes. The more it takes to become a name like that where, okay, this is like watching young Floyd fight. It's harder to get to that point now because you've seen a lot of guys come along. Like when Tyson was coming along, it, he, 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 had like Muhammad Ali before him and, and those greats of the past. Now the guys, now they have Floyd, Pacquiao, Tyson, everyone that came before Tyson. It's like, they have all these guys coming along. So it's so much harder for people to establish themselves. And it goes like that in any sport. Now, any sport is like that.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree, but I think these guys are already stars. I think Ryan Garcia, I've heard about Ryan Garcia for the last five years. I, I do. Tank yeah. Davis I've heard about for the last five years. These guys are already stars. Yeah. So I mean, saying saying uh, the sport is far, far from what it once used to right. be. Far and far from like it used to be one of the number one sports in America. It used to be the number one sport in America, along with baseball, right? In the fifties, the sixties, and seventies. And Obviously, it's nowhere near that kind of popularity. But I still think a huge boxing fight with the right amount of hype or with the right amount of star power will get a, a big draw. If you had if you had Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua fight right now, like uh, maybe in a year or so. When Joshua wins a couple of fights, that would be a massive, massive event, massive yeah. fight. Like you still have stars, but I think I agree they're few and far between now. That it's it's more entertaining to watch a guy in the UFC make it, maybe make a name for himself than in boxing. But like the a stars, a star-studded boxing event, I would ra- rather watch over a star-studded. The
2: UFC, UFC is thing. young enough to where that it's easier to make yourself a big name in UFC. Then in boxing, where to make yourself a big name, you're competing against so much history. That's kind of like where I'm at with that. So it's like, yeah, I think I eventually boxing will, it'll even itself out a little bit, but for the next, I'd say probably 20 years, UFC is going to be the top dog until it kind of levels itself out and there's more history in the UFC and then it evens out like it does all the time. That's just how I look at it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I can definitely see that, but the one thing to me, right, you got these boxers, right, they do stand-up only, right, in UFC, if you put any, I'm not even saying like any of this, right, people would rather watch UFC, because it's more, more fields of fighting that people, that we're actually watching, you only see stand-up in boxing, and sometimes that can get boring, we've seen it many times, these fighters get tired, and they just, they're throwing nothing, they're throwing pillows at each other, basically, in UFC, there's so many aspects to combat that I don't think boxing can ever make a comeback. And there's so much more stars in UFC than there are in boxing. I'll make that argument any day. So many more stars in UFC than boxing. And I I don't know. Maybe one day boxing will make the comeback. I don't know how long that's going to be. But for the near future, man, there's no way that uh, boxing's still that number one combat sport.
2: Yeah, right now and for the and for the foreseeable future, it will be UFC. And I think part of that is also because it's UFC is a brand, like the the mm-hmm. boxing doesn't have a brand like that. You know what I mean?
0: But it's also it's also relatively fresh.
2: Yeah, that's that's UFC also part very, of the point.
0: It's, a, it's, a, it's a like what? new?
2: How how much history are you competing against when you're an up and coming UFC fighter compared to an up and coming boxer? Like an upcoming boxer, oh, okay. like uh, like I said, you're going against the whole history of a sport, like not but, just who you're competing against now. UFC, it's like. Really, UFC became huge in the past ten years. It's like you're competing against a short span. But I
1: also think that being a champion in the UFC is leagues harder than being a champion in boxing because you have to learn wrestling, jujitsu, <laughs> submission holds, defense against those submission holds, defense on jujitsu. Um, I
0: don't. Know. I don't. I don't. I don't love the submission part. I really don't. I think it's that's the one spot where they're on the ground wrestling for three minutes, and I'm like, okay. He's, sure, choking, yeah. he, he's, he's choking yeah. him for the last two minutes. I don't know what's going on. Like he's just he's, he's holding on to the thing. But I, yeah, I, I like I I've, I've gotten more and more into the UFC even after McGregor has, has stopped. You know because McGregor was that guy that elevated it to to. He's where still it is. fighting. McGregor's like, still going. Yeah, he's obviously. He's but, just I mean, his peak was, up, yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. His his his, his peak was mid-2010s. was like yeah you kind of like UFC had arrived. Yeah, he kind of brought it into the mainstream, right? I don't know. I, Dana's gold. So boy. many fights I've watched. I mean, I paid for his, his freaking one about with the cowboy guy or whatever. Cerrone. I, I, I watched the John Jones one where he beat the guy in like 30 seconds. So it's like mm-hmm. a lot of these big, huge fights that like, they just end in like a minute. And I'm like, okay, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's what people like. That's real fighting. That's
1: realistic. In boxing, you only have stand up. In real fights, they're not going to be only standing up. Somebody's going to try
0: to take you to there's the ground. You know? There's, know, a, lane. Watch, I I mean, I there's a lane for both. There's a lane. I mean, I don't know. There's a lane like, for both. I'm. I'm not saying. Fun. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call boxing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call boxing not real fighting. I think it's. I didn't say. I, it. I, I, I did, did not. No, so,
2: but I, I kind of get what he's saying. It's like if if UFC is is like. Bro, if you were in a street fight, like you're not going to stand there and fucking box somebody. Like, you know. John Jones is killing Tyson Fury in a real sure. fight. He will kill him in a street fight. Absolutely, yeah. But I I I'm with Pat. I in terms of a sport, I like boxing better for one reason and one reason only. It's because I am a little squeamish bitch when it comes to people snapping their legs in two pieces. And Ooh, I've seen that too many times yeah. in UFC fights, and, that happens a lot and dude, it's like I can't take it. Some of those knee, some of the kicks, like that John Jones will hit with the knee, tech, bro. Tech for, yeah. I, I don't like that. So I'm always going to be more of a boxing fan. But I, I, there's always going to be people who prefer boxing and people who prefer UFC. You and Lucas prefer UFC. Me and Pap for boxing. Yeah, call I'm me like, sick. you know, call me sick. But I love I love that <laughs> yeah, shit. You know, no, I, I just personally I, I'm like squeamish when I can't I, I can't do it. It's, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I I don't know. I like I don't mind that. I really don't mind that. You know, it's it's it happens when you're kicking somebody as hard as you can. But like, especially in the league. you know, sometimes boxing. When somebody, for me- when somebody actually gets knocked, when somebody actually gets knocked out by like a kick, it's awesome. But I don't see that enough yeah. for me to keep going right. back and seeing. And see, uh, mainly, like mainly because it's every weekend. Maybe if it wasn't every weekend, yeah. or like whatever, like they have obviously the big fights are not every weekend, like the huge you know, hyped up fights, but it's like they have a card every fucking weekend or every other weekend or yeah. whatever, where it's like, I don't really, I, you know, I just watch this. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. It's, I don't, to me, it's, I like the UFC. I've, I've, I've liked it more and more. I watch more fights than I ha- I did like a year ago, or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Boxing, I've, I've been watching boxing for much, much longer. Yeah. I know more about the history of boxing. One, one last thing uh, on boxing, real you know, quick.
2: I, the, the reason other than I'm a squeamish bitch that I prefer it, is because sometimes when I'm watching a UFC fight, and I, I know I'm way off base here, but sometimes when I'm watching the fight, I'm like, do these motherfuckers even have a plan or are they just fucking out there scrapping? I understand that they have a plan, but that's just how it comes off sometimes to me. When I'm watching a boxing match, it's like these two guys are playing chess against each other. It's like it's. Everything is thought out. Everything is strategic. Every punch, every counter, every comb- combination—it's all like methodical and strategic. Where sometimes UFC, I feel like it's not like that. And I- obviously, I know. It- and I'm, ter- I'm talking about it in terms of aesthetics, not reality. You know, I don't know. That's just how I look at it.
1: No, that's a that's a valid claim. I got. Yeah, I'll I'll add one more thing too. I think when uh when Conor McGregor stepped in the boxing ring against Floyd Mayweather in, like, what year was that? That was 2016, 2017. Um, I really think that was, like, the last – I don't want to say, like, the last peak of boxing, but that was the last time that I was really like, oh, man, like, I really got to buy this pay-per-view and watch this fight. And it wasn't even with somebody who was a boxer. It was Conor McGregor coming into the boxing ring. So it was still a gimmicky fight, which is – boxing's full of nowadays. It's full of gimmicky fights. And that's why I personally prefer UFC. It's just people who want to rip each other's head off. I mean, what 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 can't you love from that? You know? Yeah. I mean, I'll
0: just say one more thing. It's like I the uh, we keep carpet on it because like it's really the only big big fight, big couple of fights that have happened. Like the the Wilder Fury trilogy, they were all Thanks. I thought I thought they were all great fights. Like I really did. I like I didn't pay for them because I'm not insane. I'm not paying like ninety dollars to watch a fight. Right. You know, I pirated <laughs> it. But like, um, you know, it's. I don't know. Those were like that had such a magnitude to it that I don't. I don't think. I mean, McGregor, McGregor Mayweather was because Mayweather was you know is such a legendary boxer and McGregor was like the biggest, biggest name in fighting, arguably the biggest yeah. name in all of sports at the time. That was he a was great the, time. He was the combat. he was so unbelievably big that like mm-hmm. it was the perfect time for that fight. I don't know. It's like a huge fight like that even with the boxing, like even if he's not a boxer or whatever, I'm still going to watch. I don't know. Right, I, yeah, it's, I agree. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just, I'm more enticed to watch it for some, I don't know. I can't even like really explain. It. I'm just more enticed to watch it. So it's just
2: personal it, preference at the end of the day, man.
0: Exactly. 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 But exactly.
1: like, I feel like there's facts there that you can't deny when it comes to boxing's like
0: steadily. No, you're right. You're av- You're
2: hundred
0: percent. Right. No, 100%. It has been steadily declining for, like for, a, long years. for a long time. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's a shell of what it used to be. And, I mean, no doubt.
1: Well, my argument was, like, after that Floyd fight, I feel like the decline was, like, drastic after that. Yeah. Because that was – I think that was Floyd's last professional bout. He's only been doing exhibitions after that, if I'm not mistaken. I so, yeah. I don't think he had another pro bout after that. So uh, he finished, what, 50-0, I think he was, yeah. and uh, he never fought again. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Obviously, shout out to both of them. They got paid so much money. For oh that my fight, god! I remember
2: ridiculous. They
1: were best friends after the fight. I, if any boxing match was rigged, it would probably be that <laughs> one. I'm not the one to say anything's rigged, but yeah. that would be the one that. would No,
2: rigged. LT says he's not the one to say anything's rigged, but as soon as everything ends, he's like it was rigged. <laughs>
0: I know, you're
2: joking. I know you're joking. That's
0: I know you're like, joking. I know you're joking. If I recall, if I recall, <laughs> as soon as you took a knee, you're like, this is the biggest thing I've ever seen. It's bigger than WWE.
1: <laughs> it looks like WWE. I swear to God, it looks like it looks like taking a gut punch in wrestling. You know, that's <laughs> how no, but LT. LT, I have to say if it was me, I would have been crying like a bitch. I'm not lying. L-T, I, I would have been crying like a baby. I have
2: to say, you are honestly one of the funniest people to watch and talk about sports with. Like actually with, because you are so reactionary and it is the funniest thing. I know it's the
1: fun. I don't even mean half of the mm-hmm. shit I say. Just comes Dude, you're out. such, it's not even like you're it's such
2: me. a Mets fan. It's awesome. Like yeah. that's literally what it is. That's what being a that's Mets fan is. I, like,
1: look, 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 I'm wearing the LFGM shirt yeah, you right have, now. You how, have about yet? Yet? how about the Mets? That's how the many
0: lead. home? Yo, conservative estimate, LT. How many home runs has Pete Alonso heading this season? Seventy. <laughs> He's gonna shatter the record.
1: So I'll give him seventy.
0: I'll, I'll give him two less than the on, on pace. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about the MLB. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing too much to talk about with the Red Sox. I mean, they're pretty bang on mediocre. Um, Sale is still kind of finding his way back. Yoshida finally broke through the other day with that grand slam, two home runs in one inning against the Brewers. Crazy. The Mets. The Mets, again, injuries. He just had Scherzer. I mean, what, what do you want to say about Scherzer getting suspended, LT?
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, actually. Um, It seems to me that he's innocent. I'm not going to be the guy to be like, oh, FDMLB. He's completely innocent because, I mean, obviously he had a, a little bit of uh, rosin on him, I guess. But here's my complaint. The umpires made him wash his hands with alcohol, right? And the umpire watched him do it. And apparently, um, alcohol with the rosin it makes it more sticky or something. I saw an MLB Network thing about that. But if the umpire made him do it, why would you eject him for it? I mean, like, and, and, um, the ejection I understand, I guess, but the suspension for ten games is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, I
0: that's mean, what, I'm con- what I'm confused about because the automatic ten-game suspension is for when they're caught using illegal substances like spider tack or whatever. But it's he not was illegal. not. He was using yeah. rosin. He was using rosin and, and whatever the sweat or sunscreen. That's my problem
2: using. with this whole fucking rule. Anyone that's played that anyone that sense? has played infield, uh, catcher or pitcher who has touched a rosin bag in the middle of a game knows it does not take much. Like I have played third base, picked up the rosin bag when I go to the mound, and and my my hand will get sticky if I touch if I if if like a pitcher comes in and they're warming up and I'm tossing the rosin bag in my hand and I go back to third base and I rub my hand like this. My hand will get sticky. Like Anyone who's played baseball in the infield, catcher, pitcher, knows that. So my thing's always been, how the hell do you enforce that? You don't know what they're using or what they're not. There's no way to tell. You can make a bit. Trevor Bauer showed on MLB Network, like you said. He made a baseball stick to his hand for like five seconds with his hand flat like this. It's hard to enforce. I don't get how they do it and the umpire who ejected Scherzer here I have two things about this one
1: he ejected three other pitchers for the same problem which I'm not going to say if they were right or wrong obviously but I mean that's kind of shady on its own and the only reason that Scherzer was ejected is because the umpire said it was too sticky he didn't see a foreign substance on his hand he said it was too sticky that's what and I'm talking the, about like what does that mean are we
0: are we leaving it, are we leaving it down to interpretation like what is the mean? rule I don't like how sticky yeah. your hand is, you're yeah. out of here, 10-game suspension, or is it, oh, about this, is, this is definitely illegal, why don't you, you know, eject him, 10-game suspension, for for using the illegal substances that you outlined in the rule, in the yeah. checking of the glove, and the pants, and the hands, or whatever. Like, why are we doing, like, oh, this is too sticky for my liking, even though you're not using illegal substances, why don't you fucking take a walk, yeah. buddy?
1: And who is this one umpire? Obviously, this guy's got a power issue. If he's done it four times already, this guy has a huge ego. Apparently, wants to kick everybody out of the game.
0: Uh, and, and I mean, and I, if, I, I and if Scherzer, game. yeah, and if Scherzer says if Scherzer's lying or whatever, and then he he was using illegal substances or whatever, I have a hard time believing that one of the, like the the main members of the players' association is cheating. Yeah, isn't he the president? Yeah. I, I think he, he is. The yeah. President. President cheated. of the Players Association is cheating. <laughs> he installed. I
1: the mean, the my second, God! Yeah, the second I was watching that live, I knew he had to be innocent because I was like, "Isn't this guy the freaking president? Like, how is he cheating? The oh, cheating, you know, or like, cheating on
0: the rule that he allowed." <laughs> I
1: don't well, know. He that, helped with the rule, and that was he was cheating. F- yeah.
0: That was what I don't I mean I don't think he helped with the rule. I think he hated that rule. Whenever like when he first started, he was like taking his fucking pants off because they were like, let me check <laughs> oh, your yeah. belt. And he was like, he was like, oh, okay, you want to check my belt and he fucking yeah. takes his pants off. Yeah, but he actually he had
2: to that. agree to it as the president of Yes. Uh, I think
0: I mean I think yeah. I think he just got That's all he did though.
2: I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. How,
0: how about them yeah, not... how about them raise?
2: Oh my god. They don't yeah, lose man. at home
0: they don't lose that's a real baseball I mean they,
1: team. Oh. they barely lose period at this point let's they're
0: talk just... about let's just talk a bit about the A's because they're the worst fucking team ever made ever put on a yes. field and not it's only possible. are they wor- not only are they the worst team ever but they're not even going to be the worst team ever in Oakland for very long because they have officially bought land and agreed to a a, a, a I guess a contract Three billion,
1: with 3 billion dollars I think right yeah
0: whatever to go to to go to Las Vegas cuz everybody in Oakland's oh. got to go to Las Vegas it's the sensible move. It's nice and close. They're going to be the Las Vegas A's by like twenty twenty seven, and everything's going to be fine and dandy because the owner's actually going to invest money now because they're not in Oakland and they're not playing in a in a you know a porta potty stadium. So I guess uh, celebrate A's fans who are losing the only fucking team they have left. But <laughs> what a. What
1: an insult to A's fans, man. Like Oakland A's fans, I should say. What an insult. I get that they were, uh, quote-unquote, protesting the games not showing up. I don't know how much of that was they actually couldn't get tickets or how many fans actually were, quote-unquote, protesting. I think that had had a huge uh, deal with them having to move. I really don't think that was the best move if the A's fans wanted a new stadium or whatever point they were trying to prove because I think that was the reason they left in the end, their fans not being there. And well, the A's I mean, have
0: such a big yeah. base and It's sad. They they've been trying to hit the eject button for years now. They had last year it was like oh they have it they have an agreement to maybe think about thinking about creating a ballpark on the fucking bay, like a new ballpark in Oakland funded by the city. That fell apart. The own the A's owner, uh, John Fisher, is a complete hack it'll do. Ever since he's t- he's taken over, why why are you why are you buying a team? A majority share like a majority share in the team, and now he's the complete owner, the full owner. why are you buying something that you don't want to invest in that you don't want to like like try to do something with because like n- them going to the ballpark isn't doing anything to how much money he's making. The TV deals no. that they're getting from the stations are enough money that they could i mean they've been doing it for years now he's obviously making money he doesn't care that the, that the Ballpark's fucking empty. It's like a a wasteland. There's like 14 fans at the game. He clearly doesn't care. I mean, so it's like, it's the guy's a hack. I I don't I don't get buying something. I get I get I get it's a financial investment. But if I want if I had enough money to buy a team, like if I had that kind of money, like you see what Steve Cohen's doing with the Mets, where he actually cares, he listens to the fans, he invests in players. I mean, ever since this guy took over, it's been shredding payroll and trading away stars. I mean, look, at, just traded Matt Olson and, and Matt Chapman. It's like, I don't know. Sad day for Oakland fans. Imagine being awesome. imagine, imagine, being an Oakland fan. The Raiders leave in 2020, and now the A's are out, out of the door. You have no teams left. There's literally hard for them. And the, and the Warriors move to fucking whatever, San Fran or whatever. I, San Fran's close, right? Is my geology good? I think
2: they're, close there's some. There's San Fran are right next to each other.
1: Um, yeah. Okay, so that's it's a little better. But still, you want it in Oakland, obviously. But look, they look San Francisco teams. is a
2: rivalry. like They don't like each other. So it's not like the Oakland fans are just going to be like, oh, yeah, we're Giants fans. Uh, nope, they're going to be A's fans from Oakland to Las Vegas. My biggest pet peeve in sports oh. is owners that don't give a shit. They buy teams as an investment to make money, and they don't care about the actual product that they put on the field because at the end of the day, they're going to make money like you're not losing money there's almost no scenario where you lose money unless you spend too much money and you don't make that money which is why some of these owners are comfortable just buying the team putting out a 40 million dollar payroll and not giving a shit because they're gonna make money either way uh it's 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 sad there is a reality though that not all owners are as rich as each other steve cohen is uh more rich than most owners The A's owner is not as rich as combined. Yeah, (laughs) uh,
0: yeah, yeah. By far the richest.
2: Yeah. Um. So there is that reality, and I understand all that. But it is a little bit pathetic to see some owners literally just not give a shit about their team. And one, the owner that pisses me off the most, the owner that pisses me off the most, is John Fucking Henry, the Boston Red Sox owner. That guy does not give a shit. That guy does not give a shit. About the Boston Red Sox. He cares about his pocket. He cares about his wallet. He he spent all the money the Red Sox made. They were the third most profitable team in baseball last year. They were 14th in payroll this year. He bought the Penguins. He's the owner of Liverpool. Liverpool spent less money than ever when he bought Liverpool. The Penguins have been an historically great franchise. Watch in five years when they're a team that doesn't want to spend any money. Keep their stars.
1: Hey. The Penguins missed the playoffs for the first time in a long time. I forget how long. I think it might have been five years. And the first year, this guy's the owner. I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of any of these teams, but even I have to look in and be like, like "This is this guy is. so if you should limit him on buying teams or whatever you think you should do." But like, unfortunately, he's obviously there's no, there's doing no
2: doing rule that. against it. He could buy every fucking team in the world if he wanted to. Um, exactly, but it's just doing an awful job. I, I I have this gripe with the Red Sox ownership and management right now i listen the letting bogarts go and i know we've talked about this before but i want i just want to say it again because it's it's been on my mind recently letting bogarts go at the contract that he signed with the padres it does hurt my heart but i can understand the move the move that i can't understand to this day and I, i get this is old news But how do you let 26-year-old Mookie Betts go? How? How? It doesn't make any sense. 26 years old. That's the time where you want to sign that 10-year contract. Not when they're 30. You want to do it. 26 was the perfect age to sign that type of contract that all these people love fucking giving out left and right. Let's give out these 10-year fucking deals. 26 is the prime age to do it. And we say, nope. We're going to let the MVP a year ago. Uh, we're just gonna let him go for for nothing for nothing it is beyond hey you know what Cole?
0: alex verdugo on track to make the all-star team this year okay so give him a break all right give him a break
2: i like alex i like verdugo, the- the- fuck. Wait, you- wasn't- <laughs> verdugo, verdugo and jeter downs and fucking no one else caught along, was it bro and we we were supposed to get Broodstar Brood Star Gatterall in the deal, and we didn't even end up getting him either. And he's been good. He's probably been the best player out of that whole deal, and we didn't even get him at the end of it. Oh, my God. It, it was beyond... That, that whole thing was beyond frustrating. The Red Sox are a fucking joke right now. And you know we what? Let's—he's never going to sell the team. And let's, thats the yeah. saddest. And, part and let's me. talk about something that. Let's talk about something that'll make me happy, which is that a team that's just as big of a joke as the Red Sox are right now is the New York Yankees. <laughs> that's something all three of us can get behind. Fuck oh, the Yankees! It's beautiful. No, F- I—it's—it's I, it's because listen, the Yankees made the same mistake that we've seen numerous times. And I know what the both you're going to say. It's not a mistake yet, but it will be signing judge for what he did and not off. What he's going to do is a mistake. There's no way around it. It's it's Cole, the way Cole, all these contracts Cole, go. But even Cole. past that, even past that, Volpe's not playing well. Stanton's always hurt. Cordero just came back down to earth. Glaber sucks in the field. Yeah, he's He's been pretty good at the plate this year. I'll give him that. He's been pretty good. Donaldson's hurt. LeMahieu and Rizzo have been their best players this year. They've been playing well. Judge is obviously still very good, um, despite what I say about the contract. It's just like they're going to be in a race for last place with the Red Sox this year. They are. They are. They really are. Wow. They really are. That's, they are, not making, they are not making the playoffs this year. They are not. It's not happening. You don't really. You don't even think they'll no. make the playoffs? Not a chance. Oh.
1: Not a chance. I mean, like, they still got some they got I don't know. I'll man. say I this. I'll just, say
0: this. I'll say this. Garrett Cole has been absolutely phenomenal this season. Dominant. Back Dominant. They, dealing. Dealing, right? He's I think getting when they get back to Don. Oh, he's he's yeah. nasty. He I, is nasty. He's been very very good. Even though he sounds like Kermit the Frog. But I think when they get back when they get back Rodon, the pitching I don't think I'm that worried about the pitching. They can't fucking hit. The lineup can't, can't fucking hit. The Bronx Bombers aren't bombing anything. There's no bombs. I think they're bottom five in hits. Boone also sucks. They have like, I think the I think the A's I think the A's have I I checked today. I think the A's have like six more hits than they do as a team. The A's, the A's, who we just talked about, was the worst fucking team ever assembled. Worse than the 62 Mets, LT. They're worse than the 62 Mets. They are fucking out hitting the Yankees. They're out the really, Yankees. That is really
1: saying something. I mean, I wasn't alive That's in nineteen. but I, I hear it from my grandma a lot. I mean, that team was awful.
2: You know what? I actually I feel bad for Aaron Judge a little bit. I really do. I really, truly do. I, he could have went to the Giants and gotten more money and been happier because knowing that he doesn't have to deal <laughs> with the disappointment every year, that they're not going to put a team around him, That's that's real how like they couldn't put they couldn't put a championship team around judge when he was making 19 million. And now they're going to do it when his contract is doubled. Like it's not happening. It's just it's not happening. Volpe doesn't look good. I'm sorry Yankees fans. He doesn't he might turn into he might be good. But right now he does not look good. There's no way around it. Early, it is. It is too, it is too early,
0: started, but, I mean, he just
2: got it, But I'm not going to say. I look but, cool. Okay, I, I like too. Cool. I think he's going to be good, but right now he's not good. Like it's just, it's just the way, fact of the matter. He's not good right now. Same way, I think Tristan Casas is going to be good, but right now he's not. Like it's just that's just how what it is. Like, I'm sorry, that's just what it is. Xander Bogarts didn't come up and look great right away. Like Xander Bogarts took four or five years to turn into a silver slugger hitter. Like it's
0: just the way it. Right now, he's not good. It's just, I'm sorry. It's just, that's how it is. Bottom, bottom line, I think is they've always had trouble hitting the playoffs. Now they're having trouble hitting in the regular season. So, I mean, when you take a step back from taking, from what they consider is a failure, because as George said from the grave, he said, if it's it's not a championship, then the season's a failure, right? So that, that's how all of these Yankees fans view it is that they don't want a championship. It's a failure. Well, it's been a failure for a good bit now. It's 2009. It's been a a a failure. Listen, failure, in my opinion. So have
2: fun with your failure. In my opinion, when you give a player like Judge this type of contract, you're saying you want to win right now. The reality of their situation is they are not even close to being good enough to win anything right now. Anything. They they are legitimately. Maybe, they're, maybe the Orioles cool off and they're, the, and they're the third best team in the division. They are not a better team than the Rays or Blue Jays. They are not. They're, they're not. And they will not be the rest of the year. They will not be. Maybe they will make the playoffs and sneak in as a wildcard team. But they are not finishing above the Blue Jays or the Rays. Simply of the fact that I agree. Rays and Blue Jays can hit. And the Orioles as a team have a much higher ceiling with Adley Rutschman in the lineup, with Cedric Mullins in the lineup, with Anthony Santander in the lineup. Jorge Mateo playing the best best baseball of his career right now. With Gunnar Henderson who's a potential superstar, not even playing well right now, and they're still 15 and 7. Like I'm not even kidding when I say this. They could end up being the the fourth or fifth best team in this division. It's not a stri- it's not a yeah. stretch of the imagination. It's it's true.
1: Yeah, what a what a fall from grace, huh? I mean, like last year, everyone in I don't know what month it was exactly, but everyone was projecting to win a hundred whatever games. They're gonna be the most dominant team in the league. They're the Yankees. Everyone's like, oh, they're gonna win. It's the Yankees. But what are you gonna what do you got to say now? I mean, like we already explained everything. They got they can't hit. I mean, they got decent pitching, but like
2: what what's next I'm smiling right now a- because. Look what it took from Aaron Judge last year just to get the Yankees to that point. Yep. You say what you want about my take on his contract. He's never having a year like that again. Ever. It's not happening this
0: year. It's not ever happening again. The fact of the matter is, imagine Cole. Imagine. This team, I know Judge isn't. He's off to a fine. He's off to a oh, alright start. He's got yeah, six he's homers. Fine. OPS over eight. He's he's like it's good. I think he'll, he'll have a good season, right? Yes, obviously. He's probably he's probably never gonna get near sixty two again, right? Never. That's a once in a lifetime season. But like, imagine this team without him. They'd be fucking dog shit. But my they'd be absolute. Is- the only players that can hit are Rizzo and and Judge and LeMahieu Sometimes. The lineup sucks. Yeah, but, but no one get it last year. No one get it this year. They traded Joey Gallo to the Twins, and he's raking. Yeah, like I, no one wants to play with the Yankees. Yankees. I that's, know, and this, that's the
1: best part of the whole season. Joey Gallo's raking after yeah. they trade him. That is so. That is the most
0: Yankee thing. I, ever. I remember
2: the week they traded him to the Dodgers last year. Joey Gallo had like a, a fourteen hundred OPS in the week after they traded him. Which, it's ridiculous. Amazing. But, um, you absolutely love to see that. I I, I, <laughs> I just I just view it like this. It's like. If you couldn't put a team around him when he's making 11 and 19 million dollars a year, which is what he was making the previous two years, it's like what what chance do you have to put a team around him now? Garrett Cole is pitching the best he ever has in his career, you're ace. This is this is the best stretch of his career right now. And you're still what 13 and 10? Uh, uh, it's just
0: 13 and 11. I just lost tonight,
2: I think. 13 and 11. There you go. I mean, the Red Sox are 13 and 12 right now, and the Red Sox are a dumpster fire. Uh, is, is it really that? I, I understand it's early. I understand it's early. There's a lot of baseball left. I get it. I, I do get it. But my God, they can't hit. They can't. So here's
1: a question too for you guys. Like, I, maybe like at the end of the season, but like, what if they get really bad, Say like, June, maybe like July time? Is Aaron Boone on the hot seat? I mean, he already is, but like, is he? He should have been. They he should have
2: been
0: fired three years they ago. They just resigned him. They just resigned. I agree. Him. He should have been gone, but so yeah, clearly, they did just him. clearly, they just resigned him. So I don't think by July, just because they're bad this year. I mean, they have faith in whatever the guy's doing. I don't think. He's I don't, a don't know good why. Coach, to be honest. I don't like the good guy. At all. I liked him on ESPN. I like the interviews he does. He seems like a gold cool dude. I don't think he's a great, a great, a great manager. You see, time and time again, he doesn't know how to manage the bullpen. It but like, think, think so about easy. this: think he, not even, not even the Judge contract. They have six more years on the stand contract. Six it's more it's years. <laughs> they're fucked. They're fucked. Can I remind? Can I quickly remind? And not this guy anywhere. No one wants that contract. Can I
2: quickly remind Hell everybody well. that the, the 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 Judge and Stand contracts parallel each other so. So like precisely that it's not even funny, and it's they're gonna end up being the same thing. I think Judge is going to be better on the contract because Stan's always hurt, obviously. But like, if you remember when Stan signed his contract, it was right after that fifty-nine homer MVP season, and the only reason it's not as big is because he wasn't with the Yankees and he didn't hit sixty-two and set the American League record. Sorry, I, I don't know why I had awesome. to. I don't know why I had to be interrupted while I'm watching Michigan to see Aaron Judge at bat on ESPN. I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't get it. I'm still mad about it. A fake, fake, <laughs> it's a fake record. Fake record. <laughs> record. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just listen. Aaron Boone is a big part of their problem. First of all, the decisions he makes in games. He took. I remember there was one game. They, were, they Franchi was... Uh, this is when Franchi was still playing well and, it, and was hot. He, he took him out for IKF in, the, in, like, the sixth inning when Franchi's on a tear just because a lefty came in the game. I will guess uh, I get IKF's a, a righty and they're supposed to hit lefties better, but IKF can't hit righties or lefties, so what the fuck is he up there for? And the fact he's still playing Aaron Hicks, I, I think I could go out there and hit better than Aaron Hicks. I'm not even kidding. I haven't picked a bat in, like, two years. I, I genuinely think I have a better chance of getting a hit than Aaron Hicks. Uh, he's he's useless. But they're wasting roster spots on garbage on garbage. It's it's pointless. Ah, oh, uh, they're Colt, or they
0: have Jason Dominguez, the greatest player to ever touch a baseball oh, field, funny. coming. Jason today? Dominguez.
2: Uh, how many years? When's no, i don't care about season. Jason Dominguez <laughs> being the, their next superstar, and and uh, they, they got to trade for Harrison Bader, who becomes their best hitter in the playoffs i love harrison that's my guy i've met him he's a good friend of mine but anyway i love harrison it's a shame he's on the yankees it is what it is he's a good friend of mine uh i wish him he, had would- to,
0: he had to he had to get rid of those flowing locks his hair now i mean, I mean they, it
2: was- they, 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 they they took away his superpower it was his hair i mean it, that's what gave him his uh all his powers they they, they zapped his power but uh
0: but they yeah. cool they have they have they have Mickey Mantle in the in the minors, and he's only 11 years old. So, I mean, the franchise is saved.
2: Listen, <laughs> I mean, I've been hearing Jason Dominguez for the past eight years since he was he's an alien, since he was eight years old. And they're like, oh, this is the next Mickey Mantle switch hitting center fielder. Oh, and Esteban Floreal is now 25, <laughs> can't even crack the big league team. I, f- I mean, fuck. It... Uh, and then, oh, I got to deal with Yankee fans telling me that Miguel Andujar deserved AL Rookie of the Year of Shohei Ohtani. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Miguel Andujar can't even make the Pirates roster. I mean, what the fuck are we talking about? The Yankees are a mess, and I love it. I, oh, wait, one last thing about the Yankees. Everyone loves Brian Cashman. I think he's a fraud. I think he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Genuinely. he, he Sometimes he finds these, like, these gem players, but everything else, it's like he just throws money at big names. Uh, what does it get him? You gotta have the same thing every year. He throws money at big names. Not saying he's he's an awful GM. I just think sometimes he makes pointless, ridiculous moves that don't end up in anything. Might be a little
1: past his prime. I mean,
2: definitely past his prime. I
0: I, I mean, I, he has some great he, he has some great pickups. I think he has those underrated signings sure. that that turn around. I think. Well, fuck. When you're a GM, as long the, as I mean, he,
2: when you're a GM as long as he is, you better have some good moves.
0: All right, let's wrap. Yeah. Let's, wrap it up. let's wrap it up with some with some draft talk. on yes. Thursday, we'll, yes. we'll we'll do this pretty quick because we're running yeah. we're running we're running long. Yeah, let's do. Who do we think Patriots are? Who do, who do we? Oh my God! Who do we think <laughs> the Patriots are taking? Who do we think the Giants are taking? And who is? What's the order of the quarterbacks?
2: Do, 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 we got to like, talk what's, about the Carolina what, pick too, because that is Carolina you, pick. Yes, I,
0: I heard a lot about the Carolina listen,
2: pick. Listen, yes. I LT since our quarterback episode, my rankings have changed.
1: I've seen I've, I'm. I'll interrupt you here for a second. I've seen Will Levis's odds on oh, FanDuel crazy. go from plus five thousand to be the first pick to plus five hundred. I'm not buying it.
2: I'm not buying it.
1: I'm, I'm not either. But are you?
2: If he goes first, I'll freaking jump out the window. Oh yeah, he, <laughs> Listen, I I moved I moved I moved Bryce Young above C J Stroud. Simply for the fact that I okay. think I still think what I said stands about Bryce Young maybe not having a higher ceiling than CJ Stroud. But I think when I look at their games, I kind of underestimated how much higher of a floor that Bryce Young has than CJ Stroud. I think he's a way, way safer pick than CJ. Because when I look at CJ's floor, it's like, okay, uh, he can't read a defense, he can't catch up to the speed of the NFL. Well then he can't be on the football field. There are things in Bryce's game that I know will translate, like his playmaking and his sixth sense in the pocket. Like it's special. Like it's really special. Um, I know that's going to well, translate.
0: Especially since, especially since Stroud's a a bona fide idiot.
2: Apparently. Apparently <laughs> yeah, he's just mess. he can't apparently he can't remember anything or make decisions. Word on the street is that uh, CJ Stroud. Completely flunked the S2 test. (laughs) Uh, For those of you that don't know, the S2 test is meant to be like a test that is kind of a test of your ability to recall information and make decisions quickly and remember previous information. So basically, CJ, that's reportedly CJ Stroud scored in the 18th percentile the 18th percentile and uh, for comparison that's got to be like for, what, the, that's yeah, gotta what's the what's that compared of, to his
0: constituents
2: for for Give comparison Bryce Young was in the 97th i believe and then uh, <laughs> Bryce Young was i believe don't quote me exactly really? on these numbers but it was around this Bryce was in the 97th Will Levis was in like the 93rd Jay Kaner was in like the 94th uh, uh, Anthony Richardson was like 79 or 80.
1: Nine or 89. And
2: it ended with Hendon nine. Hooker was like 58. And then CJ Stroud was 18th percentile. So really that's,
1: bad. <laughs> that's like, if you're like a, really um, a GM or something, do you look at that and you're like, I might not draft this guy anymore? Well,
2: apparently, this is a huge thing that teams believe in. Like, this is a yeah. real thing that teams believe in. And uh, I mean, so apparently, yeah. one of the biggest <laughs> believers in this. Is the Panthers' owner David Tepper? That's oh. reportedly he said before any of the quarterbacks even took this test that this is a test he looks at that uh, you know determines a lot of things that they put a lot of weight into. I genuinely think this is a weird draft because we don't know who the number one pick is going to be realistically. But I genuinely, I pick? genuinely think it's going to be Anthony Richardson now.
1: I think that too, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Bryce Young. I wouldn't either. Well. Either
2: one of those two. I don't think I don't buy the Levis. I I, I don't buy. Yeah, it.
1: that's weird to me. I'll jump out the window. You heard it here. <laughs> I'll literally jump out a window and record it if he goes first overall.
2: I don't buy that it's Levis. I don't think Stroud's even in the conversation for them anymore. I think it's between. No. I think it's between no. Bryce and I Anthony. It's,
0: I think it's. Yo- I think it's Young. I really do. I think it's Young.
2: Yeah. I, could be I, either him or Richardson. I really think it's going to end up being Richardson. I think his ceiling's too good. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got by far the highest ceiling it's out of good. any of these quarterbacks. It's too good. And his floor, I think, is better than people give it credit for. I'm not saying, like, at bare minimum, he... What people don't understand, once again, I'll say it again, Richardson's going to walk in the NFL day one and be a top three running quarterback in the NFL. Top three, day yeah. one. Like, that's a floor. That gives you a floor. A high floor. Like, that CJ and Will don't have. I don't... I don't know. I really don't know what the order is going to be. I think Richardson ends up going one. The Patriots at 14 is interesting because there's a lot of different ways they could go.
0: Um, what do you think, Pat? You're the Pat's yeah, fan. What I, you think it, I, think it, I think it's going to be an offensive lineman. Um, I wouldn't – Cole and I were talking about this before. I mean, say Flowers, uh, you know, depending on where he, he is, I wouldn't mind that at all actually have a weapon for Mac to throw to, but I really, I really think it's gonna, everything I've heard. I only really follow the, the, the Patriots to be honest with the draft stuff. So, I mean, everything I've heard they're they're leaning heavily on an offensive line, which I would not be surprised. I mean, it's, it's, it's an obvious pick. It's an obvious, you know, yeah. it's like,
2: it's a need too. it is a need.
0: It's a need. It is a need. It is a need. The offensive line was not very good last year at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to be upset with that. I, Zay Flowers would is obviously a sexier pick. I would you know, he's a wide receiver. So I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think I'm kind of on the Zay Flowers train now. I think if they pick, they might be pretty happy. But if they pick an alignment, like, I mean, that makes sense. You know, it's a smart pick. But I mean, what do you guys think the Giants are picking? Uh, I mean, you kind of have to go receiver, right? It, I I don't
2: think I've, I think our biggest need right now is center and corner. Center, yeah. Center and corner. Oh,
1: corner. I don't think they need to go first round for corner. There's a lot there of corners. There is a lot, lot of corners, strong. but if, if like if I think they should go wide receiver first round. Uh, I don't know because like yeah, exactly. I don't know who. It to would be, be honest,
2: if it's not say Flowers, I'm not touching wide receiver in the first round. Really, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. And I don't
1: think there's another uh, wide receiver with first round. I power? do think
2: JSN is, but I don't think we need another JSN. Like we, we have guys similar to him on the team. Oh, that's tough. It, it is tough. I think if the pick I is mean, going to end up being. About, yeah. Apparently, they really like John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota, and I like the pick. I would like that. Um, we it, it, it feels if immune. I hear center, yeah. If I hear center on draft
1: night, I'd be happy. Um, center or wide receiver? Also,
2: I don't think they need the corner first center and Center and guard are like two of the highest hit rate positions in the draft. Like, it's hard to draft a bust at center or guard in the first round. Historically, yeah. that's what Especially it
1: tells you. Center. Especially,
2: Especially center. center. If you look at some of the recent centers taken high in the draft, like, uh, Tyler Linderbaum, good rookie year for the Ravens this year. Creed Humphrey, oh yeah, great for the Chiefs, top two center in the game. Frank Ragnow at the Lions, you know, he's been really good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would like that yeah. pick. But in my opinion, if I was the GM and DJ Turner, cornerback from Michigan, was there at 25, I would take him right away. I think he's the best corner in the draft. Uh, maybe that's the Michigan bias in me. I don't know. I think some people are starting to see the hype with DJ Turner. He kind of he reminds me of Jair Alexander a lot. Uh, I would take him in the top 10, but he's not going to go there. I know that. But, um, yeah, uh, that's what I would do. High praise High from Cole D. Yeah. And there I, I, you I'm go. Really, I'm the really mission, not a Michigan blue. homer. I'm really not. I, I, I'm realistic about it. <laughs> I'm realistic about it.
0: Go blue. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We want to thank our sponsor, Spotify for Podcasters, for sponsoring this episode. And we will hit you back next week, hopefully with some second round NBA action. Uh, We'll we'll see how the series are evening out. We'll do some draft reactions. I can't wait. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be back. Uh, To
2: take like a fourth round player from (laughs) Georgia, they're going to take Robert Beal at (laughs) thirteen. They're going to take Keon White at (laughs) thirteen.
0: Oh my God, we forgot to say Rogers to the Jets, but we've already known. Yeah, who cares? (laughs) I yeah, no
2: cares. <laughs>
0: no <one> cares. <laughs> Have fun going seven to nine, Jack. Yes. We'll oh, uh, still be you twice a year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you, guys. Peace out.